Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Plant Powered Google Podcast. I'm Michelle Kane, founder of World of Vegan. And I'm Tony Okamoto, founder of Plant Based on a Budget and Food Sharing Vegan. On this show, we talk with plant powered people from all around the world about various aspects of plant based living to empower you, dear listener, to learn, explore, and evolve in a kind, sustainable, and healthy direction, all while eating the most delicious food and having a ton of fun. Today is episode number 100. Yay! Yay! And Tony and I are actually recording together today. We're pretty much sitting on top of each other right now because <laughs> our recording equipment actually malfunctioned because we've had it so long. Mm -hmm. This is the end of season five. We've been doing this for years and years and years now. We had to Google why our recorders are feeling sticky. And it's because the plastic actually degrades after enough time. Yeah. And I was thinking about this because when Michelle and I started, we were very inexperienced with public speaking and chatting in a way that was professional yet casual. And we've learned so much. And I can't believe we're at the end of our fifth year of podcasting. Thank you so much to everybody who has been along with us this whole time. Or if you're a new listener, thank you for sharing your time with us. We know that time is so valuable. And the fact that you choose to use your time to listen to our podcast makes us so, 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 so grateful. And the other thing I wanted to acknowledge is that we have been through a lot during these past five years. We lost someone who we loved and who was a guest on our show. We uh, had, went through Michelle's pregnancy and birth of her baby. We went through a global pandemic and so much has changed. I got married. I got married, got a dog. Uh, we both fell in love with gardening. <laughs> so much has happened since we first started. And I'm really proud that we've been able to keep up with our podcast that whole time. Yeah. And if you are a new, a new listener, we have 100 episodes for you now, which is pretty wild. And this episode is a little different. Usually when we close, close out a season, this is the last episode of, of this season. Um, we're going to start back in November. So there's going to be a little summer break. But we have a lot of content for you. And most of the things that we record are evergreen. There are topics that can be helpful now and in 10 years and in 20 years. And especially if you're newly stepping into living a more plant-based lifestyle, there's a lot of content there for you. We'd also like to thank our sponsors that we've had on this podcast and thank them for the amazing support for us to continue doing this work, to grow the number of episodes that we're doing every season and to help us in our mission of supporting people on their plant-based journeys. And this season and on this episode, we would like to thank Almond Cow. Almond Cow is a brand that we've been working with for years and we love them. I personally love their machines that make plant-based milk because they are sustainable and they allow me to use less packaging and to create a really creamy milk without having to go to the store multiple times a week to buy new cartons. It's really awesome because many people don't realize that milk cartons are not recyclable. <laughs> so they go straight into the landfill. So it is a great sustainability hack. I absolutely love my almond cow plant-based milk machine. And it's so simple to use. You just add some nuts, whatever nuts, or even oats. Oats are one of the most budget-conscious ways to create milk. Just oats and some water. 
You can add in something like a date or maple syrup, a little salt, whatever you want to flavor your milk. You can even add things like strawberries or chocolates, make strawberry milk or chocolate plant milk and press the button. And in less than a minute, you've got creamy, frothy milk. It is delicious. And it makes a whole jug. So you can put it in and they have these beautiful glass jugs, the almond cow jugs that you just put in your fridge the same way you would a carton. And I just love it. You can find them at almondcow.co and definitely check them out. We also want to thank Sucker Punch. They make fantastic pickles and I've been camping a lot this summer. I want to go camping all the time and you're not about to bring a big glass jar of pickles camping, but I'm always grilling up veggie dogs and veggie burgers at the campsite and now I can just toss a little snack pack of their pickles on the go in a bag and bring them camping. It's been so much fun. They're also great for simply snacking. That's how I usually bring them. I get hangry and having pickles on the go. Sometimes I'll throw them in my purse or I'll put them in the car and have something when my hunger strikes. So check out Sucker Punch at GetSuckerPunch.com. Yay for our sponsors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure to check them out. And Okay, so this episode is a little bit different than what we usually do. Usually we bring on guests and discuss their expertise or their life experience. And for our beginning of season and end of season wrap up, we are mostly going to talk about what's been going on with us, how the season went for us, and what we've life update and what we've got coming down the pipeline. So Michelle, what was your favorite episode this season? It's kind of hard to choose. I really love that we're bringing on more doctors and medical professionals and learning about so many topics that I've never really delved deep into before. But personally, I love our Peter Singer episode. He's been a inspiration to me for so long. He's the reason that I initially went vegan. And I just loved his perspective on practical ethics and how we can apply choices in our lives to make the biggest impact, especially about things that we rarely consider even as more conscious eaters and livers. So if you haven't heard that episode, I definitely recommend checking out the Peter Singer episode this past season. What about you, Tony? I really enjoyed our conversation with doctors Dean and Aisha. They are so knowledgeable about brain health and having grown up with my grandmother who had dementia and really greatly suffered from it, it was so personal to me to have access to that kind of information and to understand that it's not solely based on genetics and more so that it's based on lifestyle choices and to have practical steps to take every day toward maintaining good brain health. I felt really inspired and I still feel really inspired. And I hope people, loved ones who have dementia, go back and listen to that and understand it fully and, um, or at least get introduced to some of those concepts and then check out their books to understand it fully. Many of the guests that we brought on this season and that we're planning in the seasons to come do have huge resources of information and many of them have written books and it's been really fun. I've been getting really into reading this year, <laughs> just kind of flying through books, but diving deeper into these topics and I'm enjoying learning, like expanding my brain. Also, we really love hearing your feedback and we check reviews on Apple Podcasts. 
frequently. So if you have any feedback, if there are guests you'd like to see, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because that is how we continuously get better and bring on better guests. I'm also really curious what you're most interested in hearing about. Do you like the doctor side of things? Do you like more lifestyle, specifically vegan or more plant-based leaning? Do you like learning in new directions, gardening? Like, let us know what topics are topics of interest to you. And we will take that into note when we're planning new guests for the upcoming season. Which, by the way, we are already deep into planning and perfecting season six. And there are some really exciting guests coming. We're bringing Dr. Greger back on and uh, Carly Bodrug from Plant You. We're also chatting with Dr. Christy Funk about breast cancer and how to prevent it. And I'm really excited. Yeah, it, it's going to be a really exciting season. So be sure to stay tuned. Um, since there's a break, if you do rely on the notifications coming through your phone for when we have new episodes, be sure to head over to our site and subscribe to our email list, our podcast email list at plantpoweredpodcast.com. And that way we can send you an email when our new season is live and you can check out what's coming. Okay, so Tony, let's talk life. How's your life? What's new? Life, business, wherever you want to go. Give us some updates. So I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I've been traveling all year for my book, Plant Based on a Budget, Quick and Easy. We actually did an episode about that this season. So you can go listen to more of that. But I've had all kinds of feelings about it. Originally, I was amped, as you probably heard when you listened to that episode. And I... Um, had a one goal and that was to be a New York Times bestseller. And all that week, I thought, this is going to happen. I have broken into the top 15 books on all of Amazon. I'm topping the charts at Barnes and Noble. I felt so supported. Thank you, everybody. Um, but then on the day that I was supposed to find out, I got a call from my agent and she said that I did not make the list. And I knew that that was a possibility because it was a curated list and not one based on sales. And I was really crushed. And so after coming out with a book and having worked so hard and really run myself into the ground and then to not have made my goal, I felt like, what am I going to do now? Like, how am I going to move forward with this. And I grieved and I took some time off. And then I decided to restructure my goals and look back at what I accomplished and be proud of the work that I put in. And so uh, then I picked back up and continued promoting the book. I got a lot of amazing opportunities to travel across the country to do media on some of the biggest local stations like New York, LA, and Chicago. And it's been really fun, but it's also been like seven months now. So I'm tired. I'm about to take my last trip of maybe the year for work. And then I'm looking forward to a summer of relaxation, of stepping back to prioritize what I want to focus on with Plant Based on a Budget and Food Sharing Vegan and our podcast and think about what my goals are post-book. I've been writing books since 2016, nonstop. And I'm taking a long break and, um, and 
that is exciting to me to think about the possibilities, to learn about what my audience wants and needs and support, and to allow myself to be creative in a new way that I might not even know yet. Well, I'm really proud of you, Jenny. I think it's also a, a interesting to reflect on goals because a lot of the things that we've done together as partners over this past like nearly decade, um, the things that have been the most impactful and classically defined as successful, our goal starting out was like, if we help one person, Mm -hmm. like when we created our meal plans that have now, you know, reached tens of thousands of people who have purchased them, like our initial goal was just if five people get this and it helps them eat plant-based, more budget-friendly and save money. We are so happy that we put the time and effort in and it ended up being what enabled us to both work full-time on our careers. And same thing with this podcast. We had no ambitions. We didn't, I mean, we had ambitions that it would be helpful that we could share, um, you know, things that could help people, but we never considered sponsors. We never considered it from a business or like, um, traditional success standpoint at all. And here we are approaching season six at episode 100. And now this is like a legitimate part of what we do. And we reach a lot of people who often come back to us and say that this has been the most meaningful part of our work that's helped them. So um, I'm really proud of you for your book. And if you if you change that perspective to the, thinking about the individuals who've received it, who've been able to feed their family and feed themselves and save money, um, you can't even fit all of those people in your brain to like think about. Like it really is a huge, huge success, like title or not, or awards or not. You know, it's it's really amazing what you created there. And I know that you put so much heart into that book and that you're really proud of how it came out and you felt like this could not be better. This is my best piece of work to date. And so that, like, I don't think that there's a success bigger than that. So good job, Tony. And if you haven't gotten Tony's book yet, definitely check it out. (laughs) Thank you. And I I do want to go back to what you just said about the reminder of goal setting. I think what I learned from the process and what I encourage anyone listening who is a goal setter uh, is to create tiers and to be proud along the way. Like I finished this book and got it published. That is that is a, an accomplishment in itself. Or I sold one copy of my book and someone chose to invest their hard-earned money into that book. And I remember when someone from my publisher called me to tell me that I made the publisher's weekly bestseller list, which is based on numbers, uh, I didn't even feel anything because it wasn't on my goals list. And I think that the way that I've done goals in the past is not helpful, it's not beneficial, and it really has made me take a step back and reevaluate moving forward how I want to think about the work that I do, how I show up, how I'm proud of the hard work that goes in to everything I do before it even sees the light of day. And I think this is something that's very relatable to people with social media, whether you're a content creator or just a content consumer. We all post now, whether it's to a Facebook page or an Instagram account or whatever. And so much of mindset, human mindset, just naturally shifts towards number of likes 
or goals for how many subscribers you have or followers you have. And it's really a dangerous place to put your mind. And I think the biggest danger is when you set this goal that is uh, number-based rather than impact or like heart-touching base, um, you can get demoralized. And it, like, it can make the decision of whether you keep doing it or whether you stop because you feel like you failed. It's the same thing with being vegan or plant-based. You feel like you have to be perfect and you found out you slipped up. A lot of people are like, this is too hard. And you find out like, you know, if, if it feels hard to be perfect, if you can't win the game, you quit the game. And so let be a reminder to us all to check our mindsets and remember that there's like winning the game is enjoying the game and winning the game is, you know, making some kind of positive impact of those around you or at least not causing harm. So you made a lot of positive impact and, um, and yeah, I, I think that's a, it's a really important reminder and good reminder and a good lesson to take forward. And every year, Tony and, and I in January, and usually partway through the year, which is about now, we should do this, but we do goal setting. We are big goal setters. Um, Tony and I are kind of opposites. Tony, you set really ambitious, very, very ambitious goals. And I generally set quite low goals. And then I always like can feel happy about achieving more than them. But Tony, you create a system where you really push yourself to achieve the impossible. And sometimes you don't because it is literally or, or nearly impossible. But oftentimes I've seen you in your life achieve things that no other rational person would do because they just don't even put it in their mind as possible. So there's like thinking bigger and really thinking, what if I could do this? I'm going to try and do this, like make it a real goal and give it your best shot. But yes, also like stopping and celebrating the way. And no matter no matter whether you reach it or not, you want to make sure that you feel like this investment of your time and energy, which is, you know, the one limited thing that we have on this planet, is something you feel really good about and proud about, which, yeah, it's literally just mindset. But anyway, what else is going on in your life? <laughs> so that was a big chunk. Um, and now I am getting ready to wrap up. I've been traveling nearly weekly. Uh, for quite some time now. And I'm looking forward to hanging out with my family and my friends and soaking up the Sacramento very, very, very hot sun. 110 degree weather daily. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and just, as I mentioned, reflecting, prioritizing the things that matter to me and getting inspired to go into a new direction that I don't even know of yet. How about you, Michelle? I've actually been having so much fun in the garden, which is something you've heard talk, Tony talk about season after season. She's been really taking on gardening hardcore. And I finally started dipping my toes in and really jumping in with garden beds that I set up. I got some garden beds from Vago Garden. Um, it's the same beds that Tony used for her garden. And um, I have a friend locally who is her passion is helping people grow food and create gardens. And Jen from Sunflower and Stitch Garden here in Sacramento, she's been super amazing. And now I have two big garden beds with tomato. I have 12 tomato plants that are reaching up to the sky, growing up on a trellis and pepper plants, cucumber, melon, watermelon, cantaloupe, like so much going on. Basil, like I could eat a pesto, make pesto every day all summer and 
they'll probably have basil leftover. And then I got to have a kid's first garden bed at Big O Garden and I got one for Graham and he got to create and plant all his own garden seeds and plants, um, planted carrot seeds and just watching everything grow. It's literally when I jump out of bed, eager to run out there in the morning and check on my plants. I am having so much fun. It's a little interesting and a reminder of how imperfect um, being vegan is, that there is no such thing as a perfect vegan (laughs) um, or living without causing harm. Because it's a true challenge trying to garden uh, in a way that is perfectly aligned. But I'm I am working toward it and learning a lot. I recently got a book called The Veganic Grower's Handbook, which so far I really, really recommend. It's actually written by um, the college roommate of Kip Anderson, who was from the uh, documentary Cowspiracy and What the Health. So uh, he's really knowledgeable. And if you're interested in gardening and you want to go the next level and try and garden veganically, it is possible, but there's a lot of knowledge that you've got to build into your brain Uh, and that book is really really helpful his name the author is jimmy videl and so i've been having a lot of fun in the garden i've also just been having a lot of fun learning in general i feel like for me this is the season of sort of like reigniting my brain and growing it (laughs) i've been watching documentaries nonstop. i've been reading a lot of books um and there's just so much about the world the earth black holes, mushrooms, fungi. Like I just, I'm delving into it all and it's so interesting, fascinating. And I, I do feel like I come out of every every one of those documentaries and things that I'm learning like a, a better person. So I encourage you all when you're having movie nights this summer, pick some interesting documentaries that look enticing to you on Netflix or wherever you, you watch films. That's been really fun. And then camping, summer, s'mores. I love s'mores. Um, if you're wondering how to do s'mores vegan, a lot of people don't realize marshmallows are not even vegetarian. Uh, we have a whole guide to vegan marshmallows and vegan graham crackers and vegan chocolate on worldofvegan.com. You can find all those there. It reminds me, every time I think about s'mores, I think about when Michelle was getting ready. We were planning her baby shower. And I offered to help plan the baby shower. And I didn't know Graham's name yet. And she had suggested getting cupcakes from Timeless Coffee in Oakland, which is near her old place. And she really wanted these s'mores cupcakes. And they didn't have them. What Something came up, couldn't get them. And she was like, no, I really need these s'mores cupcakes and I was like oh my gosh she really needs s'mores cupcakes okay uh, but reference I'm usually like the most yes. chill. like I do not care about yes. anything my wedding but they it, are very laid back but these cupcakes exactly and so then later she gave me a clue that was like has something to do with the name that we picked and I was like chalk cocoa uh like mamello like I was thinking about all these things and then of course Graham came up and uh and that's how she ended up with a s'mores themed baby shower yeah and the thing was we were letting people guess the name at the baby shower and i don't know one my best friend got it actually she's really good at games but i do regret to this day like 
not telling people the name because my birth father, Greg, passed away before grandma's born. And at the time, he was trying to figure out the name. And so I was like, look at these pictures from the baby shower. There's like little Teddy Grahams on the <laughs> cupcakes and everything. And he didn't guess it. So he never knew, which was like kind of sad to me. But um, yes, I do love camping. I love being outdoors, I love campfires. And well, we won't say that grandma's named after that. I do have it in my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that Michelle is into gardening. Gardening has been a big stress reliever for me. And it reminds me of growing up with my grandfather, who was very involved as a Japanese farmer here in the Central Valley. And it, it just brings back warm memories but also makes me feel so connected to food. And Michelle mentioned that there are things that are more traditional in gardening that are not animal friendly, but there are many ways to make it happen. It is a learning process. And I have made a lot, a lot of intentional choices with non-vegan products along the way. And also simultaneously learned about the vegan products that could be used the next season or the next season. And I've now done a lot of different videos and um, articles on plant-based on a budget about things that I found along the way, like Michelle and I were just talking about nitrogen sources, which are usually blood meal and very, very animal unfriendly products, but you can use cotton seed or soybean that are high in nitrogen. And that's what I've chosen to use. So I'm so glad that Michelle and I can geek out about gardening and show each other these photos on a daily basis of how it has grown like half, half an inch, like a plant has grown half an inch. And to share that it's so, so fun. And also my new favorite thing is to watch this really extremely wild ecosystem that we've created in our yard for better or for worse. We've got different rodents out there. We've got, because we have um, mice and rats out in the yard, we have an owl who lives in the tree. And I just think, wow, we've turned this grassy area into this full of life oasis and that's so cool it is really wild um when you mentioned like the mental health benefits i really felt that over the past few years i've really struggled with mental health a lot a lot i was feeling very very low for a couple of years and getting out there and being outside in the sunshine hands in dirt and literally creating life out of little seeds and watching it grow and connecting to nature has been so enormously healing for me and my brain and my spirit um i can't recommend that highly enough i think it is if you're struggling with mental health, finding some way to um, give is helpful. And a garden is a way to do that. Like you can create something out of nothing. Then it gets a little complicated because you have caterpillars eating all your veggies and you have to figure out what to do with them. I was literally Googling, do caterpillars like to stay with all the families when you're relocating them, trying to figure out where I can relocate them because they just demolish all of your food. Um, it's complex, but friendly reminder, as we always share here, it is okay to be imperfect. There's no such thing as a perfect, you know, ethical human. 
Um, and we're all just doing our best and learning a lot. I'm planning on starting an outdoor compost wild um, in the fall. So I'm so excited about that. And once I do that and I'm putting all my fruit and veggie and food scraps in there, I'll be able to have like veganic soil, which is really hard to come by. If you won't find vegan soil that's both vegan and organic at your local nursery or Home Depot. Like it just doesn't really exist in the general market right now. You have to create your own. So it's not the most accessible right now, but we're starting to see that shift and change and a lot more veganic gardeners are sprouting to life. Resources are coming to life. So I'm having so much fun just learning and absorbing and trying to figure out um, the system that works in my yard. It's it's quite fun. Okay, anything else update-wise you want to share, Tony? Another random thing that I'm really into recently that I got into briefly because of our podcast, we did an episode with someone who talked about skincare and the importance of wearing sunblock and putting moisturizer on and that's something that I just don't do. I still don't even do it all that much. Uh, I'm out in the sun with the garden, in the garden, and I don't think, oh, I'm going to put on sunblock because I don't sunburn. And I actually remember chatting with a friend who's been on our podcast twice, Crystal Young, who was episode, I think, three, and then came on again in season two to chat about being a weekday vegan. Uh, then full on vegan. And uh, I remember telling her, yeah, I'm not really into sunblock. It's kind of a pain. And she was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, well, my skin is darkish, so I don't really need it. And her skin is darker than mine. She's like, you absolutely need to wear sunblock. And so I've, I've known for a while, but it wasn't until recently a brand sent me a line of skincare products. And I'm telling you this because I know other people who have experienced what I was experiencing, which is I was developing these little white dots around my eyes. And I thought, one, cosmetically, I don't feel comfortable with them. But two, I wanted to make sure that they weren't something scarier than clogged pores. So I made a virtual doctor's appointment, which I love. I have Kaiser and I'm really grateful because we I don't, we only have one car and so I don't have to leave the house or find a, a workaround with the car issue. My husband drives to work and I work from home. So um, it's just so much more convenient. Anyway, I made a virtual appointment. I had my eye all up in the camera and he asked me to take a bunch of pictures, which I'll put, I can put in the show notes if you want to see what these little white dots look like. But basically what they were saying was I can have them surgically removed and it would be with a scalpel, they would give a little poke and give space for them to be drained. And I have a bunch of them on my eyelids and I had them below my eye in the sensitive part. So it's kind of scary. But around the same time, I got this line of skincare products and I started, one, washing my face with something more than water, exfoliating, and then using this night eye cream. It's like night and morning eye cream. And just a couple weeks later, almost all of the bumps went away. And I'm not sure if it was from the exfoliation or from 
moisturizing area around my eyes and loosening up the pores maybe but what went from a scalpel near my eyeballs to just putting on moisturizer and washing my face uh really changed the way I think about skincare and now I do it at nighttime and in the morning and it also as someone who's an overthinker and who has a very hard time falling asleep at night it starts this long process of me setting aside time to decompress from the day I start washing my face I have several steps there, then I floss, then I brush my teeth, then like that's 15 minutes, I go to bed, I do my my happy feed gratitude app. And by that time, it's like 20 minutes later, and I'm much quieter in my head than 20 minutes prior. So highly recommend all of those things, skincare, gratitude app calming, setting aside some time to decompress for the day and focus on your wellness. And it's it's really helped me. I wonder if I can get Graham into a skincare routine to help him fall asleep at night. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because when Tony was like, oh yeah, I've been doing the skincare thing. I'm like, what? Paying overpriced for some lotion that you put on your face and get people to spend money for something that's totally pointless. And then she goes into the story of like preventing scalpels on her eyeballs thanks to her thanks to her skincare so there's some legitimacy there and um touche though skincare um well cool well yay for treating your body your face your health your garden all the things with a little extra plc we encourage all of you listening to find um those things that can make you feel better and can make you feel more in love with life and to go for it but before we get going, though, I wanted to ask Michelle, I know that she has been really inspired by, well, I think part of it was we hosted um, a mastermind retreat where a lot of vegan influencers flew to Mexico earlier in the year to share and support each other. And everyone left feeling so incredibly inspired. And Michelle came home from there on fire. She started creating a bunch of reels. She hired some new team members on World of Vegan. And I'd love for you to share more about what you have that's recent. But also, I know you're planning for the future as well. So what's going on at World of Vegan? It's been a really fun time. I'm I'm coming back to life in World of Vegan for having to rebalance what work looks like from a prior working 24 hours a day every day for like a decade straight becoming a parent a working parent which was really hard during a pandemic without childcare for part of it um and now i feel like graham is in preschool i have my full work days i've built up this incredible team of people really brilliant minds working at world of vegan and it is just really fun and exciting at the same time coming back from this event that Tony was talking about um there was a lot of things that I was eager to try. One of the really nice things about social media right now is that if you create an Instagram real video, the same video can also reach a different audience on Facebook through Facebook Reels. You can also post it to YouTube Shorts. You can also post it to TikTok. Like You don't have to create different content for all these different platforms anymore, which is such a helpful 
amazing thing as someone who has such such limited time but really has passion for video content we have for like a decade and a half now been so passionate about video so it's been really fun and i've just been creating more i've been having a dream of doing creative fridays for like probably 10 years now tony and i have talked about it every single year and i just never was able to make it happen because there's so much going on and then so many side projects write a book do this do this so this year, I'm just really focusing on keeping my plate clear so I can have that space to be creative. And it's been wild to see what has come of it. Um, one of our videos alone, probably two videos on Facebook, grew our Facebook page that took probably almost 10 years to grow 50,000 followers on Facebook. And then in a matter of two months, we're at like 350,000. Like it's just some videos have reached well over 10 million people per platform and the growth an acceleration of that has just been wild. And the coolest thing about it, me, is that when you create plant-based content, a lot of our followers and people who are, you know, subscribed to our content are plant-based, they are vegan, they're already kind of living that lifestyle. So it's um, helpful, but not life-changing information. But when you create things that really break outside of that, that realm, that audience, um, we're reaching people who have not considered that before. They are eating and thinking, living far differently than than we are. And so it's been really fun to see um, this new community sort of enter our space um, and be able to teach people a lot. So it's been exciting, fulfilling, and just like a reminder that social media is hard. I often call it an abusive relationship. Like it is not a friendly place to be as a content creator. It takes your emotions and it just completely beats you up all the time. And then sometimes it gives you this dose of adrenaline and happiness, and then it's going to beat you up again like 10 minutes later. So it's a tough space to be. But for those that are in this space or sticking through it, it's cool to see the potential of what can happen. And especially on these platforms that I thought were over, like Facebook, I had kind of abandoned a long time ago thinking, eh, what's there? And now like millions of people in the span of a week are are being touched by things there. So that's been really fun. The content um, that has gone super viral is all about meal prep Monday things. They're how to store our food in a way that helps it last longer. Um, like think herbs that you bring home from the grocery store, liberating them from the plastic, chopping off the bottom, putting them in a little glass with water and keeping them in the fridge and they'll last, you know, 10 times longer than they would if you don't do that. Um, so just very simple, practical tips that people can use to um, make it to more easily um, and affordably cook at home with fresh produce. And I'm excited to keep going down that line. We want to create a whole resource for like how to store veggies, how to store produce that we think will be really helpful. And the other thing that's been fun for me is I'm just learning so much. So as I continue following this interest that other people have. I'm studying deep and hard and practicing my own life to see what really works. There's a lot of misinformation out there. I want to make sure that what we're creating um, is going to be really helpful for people. And so again, it's just been so, so fun to learn. What about you? What's been cool on social media? Social media is not my focus. I do a lot of recipe creation and I have really identified as a recipe creator. And although I have delegated a lot of the work that I had done originally, like website maintenance and social media, um, 
recipe creation was one of those things that I felt strongly tied to my identity. But after writing multiple books and publishing recipes on two websites over the span of 11 years now, I just felt like, what can I offer people still? And I'm really inspired by gardening and the food that I grow seasonally, but not enough to regularly come up with brand new, fresh content. And so a big thing that happened for Plant Based on a Budget recently was Alfonso Revia, who was the photographer for Future and Vegan and Plant Based on a Budget, and who was the amazing, super talented photographer behind the Plant Based on a Budget Quick and Easy Cookbook, started doing recipe development for both of my blogs. And he will, I'll give him a concept. And he knows my cooking inside and out. He's been the photographer for Plant Based on a Budget and Food Sharing Vegan since early 2019, has made all of my recipes, every one of them, and uh, knows how I write a recipe and how I like to organize them and how I like to keep them really simple. And it's been so fun. So I assign him the recipes that I would like, and then he drafts something and then it comes into my kitchen the following week where I cook it and build upon the draft that he's already made and sometimes they're perfect I love them Um, but other times I'll remove ingredients to make it cheaper Uh, I will switch things up if it called for maple syrup I'll I'll try it with brown sugar because that's a cheaper option or something like that Uh, and it's fun for me to get to try new food and it's fun for my audience to get to try new flavors that I don't even think of using because not in my wheelhouse uh and it's also I think it's been cool for Alfonso too so that's really big I've been focusing on creating a ton of great content for um social media in a way that I haven't been while I've been in the book process. So um, I work with a videographer named Anjali who has her own brand called The Extra... It's spelled The Extra Vegant, uh, but The Extravagant. And her content is fantastic. She is mostly doing vegan Indian recipes or creating an Indian-inspired version of things like mac and cheese or like burgers or things like that. So anyway, you could check her stuff out too, but she has been helping me create videos, both editing my content and, and creating videos from my recipes or from Alfonso's recipes. So that's what we've got going on in a very long-winded way. <laughs> if you are not already following Tony on Instagram, she's at Plant Based on a Budget. Find World of Vegan just at vegan on Instagram. And then be sure to check out the other channels too, where we're both platforms are on Facebook, TikTok, all the places. And again, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at plantpoweredpodcast.com so you can stay tuned to what's coming. We know this episode has been different. I hope you enjoyed getting a little peek behind the scenes of our work, both at Plant Based on a Budget and World of Vegan and here at the pod. The podcast, we so, so appreciate you and wish you the best summer ahead. And we will see you on social media and then catch up with you next season, which kicks off on November 1st. 
don't forget to check out our sponsors, Almond Cow and their amazing plant-based milk making machine at almondcow.co. And Sucker Punch Pickles, you can find them at getsuckerpunch.com. Special note to those pickle snack packs that you can bring camping. Thank you so much to both our sponsors. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. You mean the world to us and have really both inspired and empowered us to keep going on our podcast and to make it better and better every year. So thank you so much. Patreon.com slash plantpoweredpeople. Plantpoweredpeople if you want to check that out. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.